Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and this is a pod... Yeah, wait. Huh? Whoa. Something Take two, <laughs> Take two on that one, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if she just got stuck in that pattern where it's like, <laughs> yeah, the Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. Jesse Catherine Weber. This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber. Reset the Zoom. <laughs> okay. Or is it like a palindrome thing where he would have gone back? Yeah, yeah. Comes Whoa! What do you mean the picture doesn't look like that? Okay, I've got a picture for you to look at. That's <laughs> like. Uh, then I would have to shake a drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one knows about that yet. Yeah. Unless you edit it in. <laughs> My name's Andy Gramuga. <laughs> I'm Colin Ashley. <laughs> all right. I guess that's all in. Um, the Sundance Film Festival announced their lineup today. It I sure think, did. I think that's going to be the whole episode. Yeah, maybe a little bit of Slam Dance too. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. They they announced um, their lineup as well. We're excited for Slam no. Dance. Do we care if like, these Indie Spirit nominations are out? Do we care about that? Nope. Not, not right. really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen some stuff at the AFI EU showcase, but we'll maybe save that for uh, the next week when we really see more. No, I don't think so. That's Fog- too bad. All right, okay. so we've got the same uh, sections we've always got. I guess the the Sundance basics mid January. Uh, for yeah, the last yeah, several years, say- there's been an online. Uh, component. I guess it was just all online for a couple of years. Then last year was the first sort of uh, hybrid festival where the right. rule was and continues to be the competitive sections. So the four that have competition in the name and then also next, all of those are available uh, for the public to buy tickets to, to excuse me. Uh, and then they have the premieres section, which is the big one that has big stuff that only a few of them are online. And then Midnight also. Uh, and then there's some episodic stuff. Uh, the Spotlight section is all stuff from other festivals that haven't come out. Some family films, uh, single special screening, and the New Frontier section. I'm just going to go through them. In order, see what yeah. appeals to, you know, some of these sections yeah. have a lot of things that will have something to say about, uh, some of them less, say, you know, some of them of will note, just be like, well, there'll be a couple of movies in here that people talk about and we don't know sure. which ones they'll be. I'd say it's of note that this is the first lineup of Sundance that Eugene Hernandez had a hand in. in oh, yes, of course. The new Eugene. Director of programming uh, yep. there. Yeah, he's um, been sending us emails for a while, but finally we right. get to see what <laughs> his well, yeah. Sundance There's one a few like. months ago where he was just like, films, or, or something like that. Yeah, like, he's he's like... often, like, pontificating in the Can no. I Kick It inbox, which, you know, he's welcome to come do it on the show. Sure. Uh, sure. Let's just go the, the first movie in this document. Uh... I believe we talked about in like a news segment, there was a report that Nathan Silver, who had made like a bunch of movies in the late 2000s, and then even pre-COVID, I feel like, was taking some time off. And there was a report that he was going to do a movie about opera singers with Tony Collette and Odessa Young. So, uh... Uh, staircase reunion is maybe part of why we talked about it. That sure. seems not to have happened. He spent most of sure. his time on like election coverage, right? Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> Different Nate Silver? <laughs> Nathan. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But... He did uh, made a different movie. I believe both both of those scripts were with the same uh, co-writer, of course, uh, Chris Mason Wells, uh, star of Fourteen. Uh, so I forget what his position is, but also works at movie. Uh, but they uh, this movie uh, called Between the Temples. Uh, it's a Jason Schwartzman vehicle. So we got another That's Schwartzman right. vehicle. Very exciting. He's, he's hot right now. Yeah. He's so hot. It's, uh, it is oh, like, yeah. I mean, like, this would have been the case for Odessa Young and Tony Collette as well. But, like, there are, like, sort of famous people in some of Silver's previous movies. But it's, like, mostly, like, very indie people. It, like, mostly, like, very New York indie scene people are, like... The or like it would be like Esther Garrell is in maybe even the last movie you made before this, uh, but this is it, this is a it's it's a funny cast it's Schwartzman and then uh, Carol Kane uh, and uh, Dolly De Leon and Robert yeah. Smigel is in it. Triumph is gonna be in it. Maybe that would be quite. It would be something. crazy if Triumph was just in it. <laughs> he could probably do Triumph voice if it's like a school. Yeah, so like, the uh, the little logline <laughs> the little logline we've got is a canter in a crisis of faith finds his world turned upside down when his grade school music teacher re-enters his life as his new adult bat mitzvah student. So that's Schwartzman and Kane, respectively? Presumably. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, short, Nathan Silver, he's like a real... It's funny to see him. I wonder if he's made something more accessible or if it is just like, yeah, there's famous people in this one. We'll put it in competition at Sundance, see what happens. Because his movies are like real weirdo, very off-putting, very low-key. Uh, so I don't know. I'm excited to see what this is. Maybe something I'll purchase a ticket for. Yeah, sure. How much do those bad boys run? like 25 25 or it's not yeah yeah. it's not cheap (laughs) yeah we don't we don't approve of the you know uh let's see another movie perhaps an appropriate title uh exhibiting forgiveness does have uh a big name cast andre holland is the lead uh andrew day and anjane ellis taylor also in it but uh, the director, I just happened to look up because this is a movie with a bunch of famous, interesting actors in it. Uh, the director, yeah. Titus Kaphar, is a uh, a fine artist. So oh, nice. mostly a painter, but has done some like, from what I understand from reading his Wikipedia page, his mm-hmm. most famous exhibition was co-created with a guy who had had a mental break in a museum and punched one of his paintings. And so he made this exhibit with this guy that was, like, a combination of, like, stuff about, like, his memories and, like, being kind of upset about realizing some memories that he had about his family didn't really make sense. And then Mm -hmm. this guy, like, thinking he was in the 1800s and then like made a weird immersive thing where you like walk through i it sounds i don't know you know this guy sounds interesting the movie is just about a painter so i don't know i assume it's autobiographical about a painter uh and his estranged father who's a recovering addict so i don't you know clearly there's some uh, something. I I don't know how much of the, like, whatever he's got going on in his art is going to be in this, but on my radar, at the very least, and Andre Holland, great actor. We love. Sure. Yeah, the Derek Cianfrance is a producer. That's right. Yes, sure. that's another reason why I was like, huh, I'll look up who this guy is. 
Um, the next movie is the film, the uh, one where I thought there was a typo in this document because sure. the uh, lead actor is named Lily Callias, and I thought, oh, they meant to put an N where that A is, but no, that is a different lady. Uh, movie LeGros. is titled Good One, James LeGros also in it. Yep. Also, good on you copy editors of this yep. uh, Sundance Yeah. Uh, we've got the movie that uh, credited to Sam Zuccero and Andy Zuccero the first time I've seen that because everything else I'd heard about this movie was just Sam and Andy is I think their mm-hmm. uh, duo name as directors so this is their first feature starring Kristen Stewart and Steven Yoon in a story set long after humanity's extinction about a buoy and a satellite that meet online and fall in love uh, I will say, going through this uh, document earlier, buddy. <laughs> artificial intelligence seems like a real theme in the, uh, you know, more in documentaries maybe than this, uh, maybe this is the only fiction film, but Sundance seems to have decided that uh, this is something that, uh, part of our culture that they really want to explore through this year's lineup. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what else have we got? Uh, oh, we've got uh, this uh, Jesse Eisenberg directed another film. They give yep. it, you know, they just let him go right back into a uh, movie where him and... Hmm? I guess so, but, you know. When we... When, the, the last one didn't come out until la- uh, this year. This sure. winter, earlier this winter, uh, but it's uh, you know, have to go star in Manadrome. Yes, of course. We'll we'll catch up with Manadrome soon. Don't you worry. Uh, but this no. one is him and Kieran Culkin as brothers on a tour through yeah. Poland. Cousins. Co- cousins. Sorry. Uh, so, you know, sounds that's fun family casting for I mean. sure. Yeah, this I'm definitely... I'm more. I might see this one even without having any interest in the last one he is still jesse eisenberg we'll hear more about him later this one it could be really good because the the last one is mostly good it's just sort of annoying (laughs) i feel like this one's gonna be a little annoying too but is like a 2.5 but it is one of the like it's in dead middle of my list (laughs) Maybe the negative. Okay. That is crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, stress positions. Uh, this one, I'm I'm very interested in this. Uh, John Early. I I don't know. You know, he's been in movies, but I don't know that he has starred yeah. in a feature film. Right. Um, this, he's on Search Party. Yeah. This is directed by uh, Theta Hamill, who I, it looks like has done a bunch of stuff with him, like stage work that they've uh, acted sure. together in sometimes, or that she's done uh, more like production work. Uh, but she's directed this movie, Stress Positions, where he plays a man named Terry Goon, keeping strict quarantine for <laughs> sure in his ex-husband's Brooklyn brownstone while caring for his nephew, a 19-year-old model from Morocco named Balul, bedridden in a full-leg cast after an electric scooter accident. Uh, I just, yeah, I googled the second name on the cast list. It seems to be Kair Harhash. Uh-huh. To be like, oh, that must be the person who plays the model, and it seems to be just a real life model that they cast. Sure, just like that's cool. Yeah, uh, but John Early's great. Uh, I like yeah. the uh, yeah. the the special that he did for HBO or for for Max yeah. earlier this sure. year. That sure. does include like a joke about it being one. for HBO Max. Uh, is that's really funny. Uh, I haven't seen it. I should watch that. And yeah, it's like the Hamble. last multi, right? Uh, it's what? It's like inspired by the last waltz. Oh, a little bit. The 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 like st- that stuff works a little less well. I think the sure. uh the st- or the the stuff where he's playing songs I think is actually kind of interesting. Uh, the 
the like behind the scenes stuff i'm sort of like yeah i could take or leave this but he is sure. just a great stand-up and yeah. uh yeah and i don't know there's this thing with laura laney and woody harrelson uh i couldn't get much of a vibe on that uh i was like what weren't, weren't they in that movie wilson years ago but that was harrelson and laura dern of course mm. Daniel Klaus maybe yeah yeah who's Nico Parker no idea why do I know that name it is a name that I recognize oh is that um Tandy Way Newton and um Old Parker's oh yep it is child? it is okay <laughs> mm-hmm all right um she was in uh, uh Magic Mike Dumbo? right she was sure. in Magic Mike it's mm. last dance correct yeah she was also in Dumbo that is correct dance I mean, yeah. I knew that she was a Dumbo. I wasn't questioning whether she was a Dumbo. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. A uh, U.S. Yeah, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Ripped a picture right. of Emilio in half. Like, <laughs> <Nate> O'Connor. A <laughs> uh, U.S. documentary competition. Uh, on this first page, there's a uh, the directorial follow-up to The Truffle Hunters, Gaucho Gaucho, uh, about uh, gauchos. Truffle Hunters is a classic, like, Every time I heard it, I'm like, oh, I've been meaning to watch that. It's like three years later. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Sure. <laughs> I'll get uh, there's a free Kahlo <laughs> doc. There's one of the AI things. Uh, I am. I know that like futurists is like a, a like a disconnected from the Italian movement. It is just like a another thing that people designate. But I am still like, why are you wanting to even vaguely associate yourself with uh, a bunch of Italian fascists? But yeah, what can you do? Sometimes words are there's you know, yeah. uh, uh, but yeah, about uh, a couple of ladies who are very very rich and commission uh, an AI uh, that's supposed to be one of them. <sighs> um. Oh, and uh, Brett Story also uh, co-directed a movie with uh, a guy named Stephen Ming, who I'm not aware of, but about the Amazon labor union. Uh, Brett Story did, uh, I think, the Prison in Twelve Landscapes. Was that maybe that was that and uh, the Hottest August? I think are her two mm. movies, which I've both of which I've wanted to see. Though those are also oh yeah, I've been yeah. meaning to see that. But Hottest August for sure. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones that stuck out to me. Anything else standing? There was um, uh, 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 Dee It's a coming of age in two thousand eight, which is like oh, back in the in that's the in U.S. Dramatic, dramatic competition. Sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah, no problem. Um. Uh, yeah, John Shen's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Skywalker the love story seems like that's another thing in documentaries that's big now, which is just like look at these crazy people doing crazy things. Uh huh. Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, for sh- like uh, documentary is maybe the most like a decent amount of these are gonna like they they will last into like the fall whatever. Yeah. They, Whether yeah, it's awards or cut, like they they do well in terms of to, yeah, it's going to be sure. sort of the things you'll be hearing about throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, world cinematic, uh, dramatic competition. Every once in a while, there is like something by a big director here. This year, it's more what it often is, which is like there's a few things with uh. Actors, you know, there's a uh, a reunion of uh, Renate Reinsve and Anders Danielson Lee, the former of whom right. again we'll hear against from later. But uh, it's a zombie movie that the two of them are I, in. Who directed this? I have no. I I couldn't. Uh, Thea. Thea uh... Yep. You go ahead, Andy. This Very. I just remembered hearing name. about it because it was. Their reunion. Sure. But I do remember when yeah. they announced this. Because um, it's, uh, it's something else. Uh-huh. Is it maybe it's based on something? I don't. Let me look this up. Sure. It's based on a book. 
Yes, it's based by on a book else by John with a name. Ajvide Lindqvist. Yes. And what's the film called again? Handling, Handling the, the Undead. Undead. It doesn't say whether or not the book is of the same name. It just says based on the book, so. It is. Hunteringen of Adoda. Mm-hmm. Is the... That seems like it could definitely the be the same. Title. Yeah. 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 Um, the uh, the one other thing that stuck out to me a little bit, partially because it's the other one where I know an actor, uh, Carol Duarte, who I just saw in a film for the first time this weekend. She's in La, uh, La Chimera, uh, which I thought was... Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about it if more people get to see it, but I... I feel like I get why people really like it, and I don't dislike it, but I couldn't. I, I, I wanted to like it more than I did. There was there, There's some stuff that's really good, and I just never totally cared. But anyway, she's pretty good in it. She's playing uh, a student living in Isabella Rosalini's house. Uh, yeah, the other I guess the other reason I know this is that it is uh, directed by a guy named Pedro Frieri, and I was trying to look up to see if he's related to Paulo Frieri, and I still do not know. No concept of how common a name that is. Reach out if you have any inside info. Please. Uh, there is also a film that Ulrich Seidel produced uh, that is uh an Austria about uh it's a, a fiction film about big game hunting which is interesting because he directed a documentary about that I believe uh so I don't know if this guy Daniel Hosel's like a protege or if it was like uh, I want to do something with your feature or what but you know interesting name to see pop up in relation to Sundance. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, U.S., uh, I mean, sorry, World Cinema Documentary Competition. And uh, I can't remember if there is anything. This is, I, I would say even here too, there's like even less likely to be like something that, I guess the one thing that's like a Lucy Lawless directed a movie. Yeah, there's a Lucy Lawless New Zealand um, film. But yeah, this is I see AI again. Um, but this is definitely gonna. Th this is another place where like there will be movies that you have no idea that that will end up kind of like uh, popping. Yeah. yeah, all that breathes. I remember a couple years ago uh, this year, the Eternal Memory. That was a director who'd had uh, a movie that had played around some as well before that but that was another one that was in here uh there might have even been something else there there's there's stuff for sure in here uh the next section which has been one that has had like stuff that uh, i feel like there was a point at which like this was like the thing i would get most excited for and there is some stuff but that it's been less the case though like I, maybe the only one that I saw from last year is Fremont, which I, I think is quite good. So, uh, what do we got here? We've got this thing with David Schwimmer about a middle-aged filmmaker on the verge of a breakthrough. Uh, Dan, Darren Aronofsky produced it. Uh, Gabby Fike, Hoffman, isn't it? Yeah, Dominic Fike. Talia Wasn't Ryan, he in something last alone. year? Maybe. Maybe. Um, this writer. thing about the uh, woman who was on the cover of uh, Mavis Bacon Teaches Typing. Sure, yeah. Uh, sure. They even fit AI into that one, apparently. Um, oh, uh, Scott Cummings, I looked up. Uh, this movie called The Realm of Satan, uh, Realm of Satan, that's a documentary about Satanists, uh, is produced by, uh, Pacho Velez, who I believe is one of the, de definitely, I think one of the directors of, uh, Monica Mena, definitely in the sort of sure. 
Harvard Sensory Ethnography Lab yeah. sphere. Uh, but Scott Cummings is an editor who, uh, it looks like kind of broke out working with Eliza Hitman, but has done a few other sort of high profile things more recently. Did, uh, not Peter Pan and Wendy, but just Wendy, the Ben Zeitlin. Oh, the Zeitlin, sure. And then, um, is also the editor of that Adam Sandler space movie that's never going to come out for Netflix. Spaceman. Yeah, Spaceman. He, he edited that as well while he was doing this. Um, apparently Dominic Pike is in Earth Mama. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll catch up with that. Uh, What's this UK, what's this Ireland movie that has Michael Fassbender? It's like it's oh, fifth yeah. cast I, member. Who knows? Kneecap. Uh-huh. Yeah. About uh, a rap group in Northern yeah. Ireland. About an Irish language rap group. Yes. Sure. That Fast Benji's in. Uh, who could say? Uh, but not Oiron. not a not a documentary listed as a fiction film, or they, their distinction is fiction and non. Well, it's not fiction and nonfiction because they do have the documentary distinction. But then, when they get out of the documentary sections, they say if the movie's fiction or nonfiction. Uh, all right. Uh, premieres. Uh, we got a Devo documentary. Uh. Yeah. A Different Man, that's a big... I'm sure we've mentioned it. Uh, Aaron Schimberg did a movie several years ago called Chain for Life that uh, Adam Pearson was also in, who is the uh, guy from Under the Skin with the the very prominent facial deformity. Uh, but he's in this as well. Uh, as are Sebastian Stan and Renate Reinsvith. Uh, that's an A24 movie also, uh, definitely won't be online. I weirdly, going slightly back, Sure, sure. Chris Smith, director of the Devo documentary, director of American movie, famously. Okay, sure. So I weirdly heard from like random scattered people who liked his, uh, Wham documentary. Oh, is that him? He also directed Senior, right? The Robert Gates. Yes. Yeah. I guess he's been around a lot lately. Um, Ramona S. Diaz is also... I remember her document, her previous documentary. I don't remember if that premiered at Sundance or somewhere else, but getting a lot of buzz. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this movie, the, the American Society of Magical Negroes, I don't know anything about the director and screenwriter, but is, uh, it's a fun cast. Justice Smith yeah. is the lead, but... Uh, David Allen Greer, Drew mm-hmm. Tarver, Rupert Friend, and Nicole Byer—that's a fun. Yeah, some funny, some funny folks. In yeah. There. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we go? Yeah, uh, Bowden and Fleck are back. Yeah, the new. Yeah. They. Uh, uh, can, after after uh, Mrs. America, they're. The oh, they did that. Of course. Yeah, they were the main directors on Mrs. America. Um. Yeah. America. Sounds like it's a sort of, uh, you know, Magnolia type thing in Oakland in 1987. Yeah. Pedro Pascal's in it. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Their buddy. Yeah. Dominique Thorne. Yep. Uh, Girl State. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it's just another thing. Yeah, yeah, there's two Dolly de Leon. She's popping. Uh-huh. It's all that triangle of sadness one year later. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it it always takes two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Girl State, I get to say oh, for a second state? time. Yep. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's not life. even the only it's not the only Jesse Moss movie here. Uh but yeah, from the co directors of Boys State, Jesse Moss and Amanda McBain. Uh do the natural follow up. Yeah, another this is more a cashing on the check. Uh Lana Wilson, director of Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary. Oh, has sure. a uh, documentary about a group of New York City psychics conducting deeply intimate readings for their clients, revealing a kaleidoscope of loneliness, connection, and healing. 
Oh, we love a revealed kaleidoscope. Uh, Don Porter is definitely another uh, documentarian that I feel like is around a lot. Did a documentary about Luther Vandross, uh, which that yes. that's cool. Jamie Foxx, a producer on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Outrun is a movie that I've been saying for 18 months. Maybe this will play right. at this Maybe festival. that'll be in the lineup, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I think Nora Fingscheidt has had a movie in Berlin competition before. Saoirse Ronan's in it. Sure. Uh, here it Was is now. Was I not now. listening when you talked about my old ass? No. I skipped over my old ass. Yeah, good, good title. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> you think the old is the opposite of nice? <laughs> no, ass. I think. Ass! Yeah, I like <laughs> uh, look, here's to be from Margot Robbie's production shingle. <laughs> sure. What's it called again? Uh, um, what is it called? Something Australian. Oh, I thought you were asking what this movie was. Called. <laughs> yeah, and then does it smell like Updog in here? Lucky chap, lucky, lucky chap. Is what it's called. And that movie is titled "My Old Ass." So I just yeah, because uh, yeah. Um, Saltburn, Saltburn, a lucky chap movie. Of, of course. course. Uh, Jens, promising yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jens Ford uh, directed a movie, uh, Strong yes. Island, several years sure. ago. I remember. I remember that movie. That was Oscar nominated. Yes. Uh, documentary. Yeah. Uh, this one about policing, uh, we seems like a, a very clear perspective on it. Uh, so that could be interesting. Uh. New Soderbergh movie. I think this is New David the, Kep as well. Of course. This is, I think, sure. the horror thing he uh, mentioned he was working on, starring Lucy Liu. Uh, Julia Fox uh-huh. also back. Uh, Interesting choice. Chris Sullivan. What do I know that name? Uh-huh. He's uh, from. He's in um, uh, This Is Us. He's, oh. oh, he's the uh, big guy. Also, yeah, he's the big guy in this. Yeah, he's also in. Uh, he's in The Nick. Sure. He's in. Sure. And then I also feel like I know West Mulholland. But I think that was someone who was giving me directions. Yeah, I was going to say. I was looking for the in and out. (laughs) Boy. Uh Yeah, I was going to say, like, is that like the city is the fourth character in this movie type situation? (laughs) Also in camping. Uh, Chris Chris Sullivan is. Yep. Uh, Andy, you seem like the sort of person who might have watched this show, but apparently West Mulholland is in Little Fires Everywhere. Whoa. My mom I did watched watch that Little show. Fires Everywhere. <laughs> I did watch all of Little Fires Everywhere. That was um, recent. He played a character named Chain Wallet. Of course. Was he, one of, he must have been one of the kids. They were yeah, like a, na- a million kids in that show. His, na- his character name is Chain Wallet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not ringing a bell, gotta say. Which All is right. odd because it's such a specific name. <laughs> 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 did, you, did, um, did you before had a movie? Yeah, I Rob think this is his P. second directorial. Yes, he feature. also directed The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. Of course. Um, this Dude. one's about a uh, a professor who also sells marijuana. Is the word okay. used oh, in wow. this description? Marijuana cigarettes. Uh, about a real is guy. There any wind harvesting in this. Camilla Cabello is in it. Yes. Sure. Michael Kelly. Yep. Sure. Has Antoine Fuqua and Alex Kurtzman as producers? Sure. Is Alex Kurtzman the crazy one or was it the other one? Bob Orchie. Orchie? I think it's Orchie. Is the name like that? (laughs) Yes. The The quote unquote crazy one allegedly allegedly what did he i do? truly have no idea what he he even was crazy about i just remember He's like hearing a 9-11 like... truth here whoa <laughs> that is not what i was expecting at all um the jesse eisenberg plays yeah. a sasquatch who just grunts movie has finally right. surfaced he he, he like mentioned he, he was going to do this like two years ago with the zellner brothers and i was like did it happen because they were Working on the curse, but it did. It's coming. Excited for it's that. It's got a very, a, a very simple logline. Yes. A year in the life of a singular mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Just to talk about the formatting of this, it is crazy that it, this is listed as 
Sasquatch Sunset USA director, screenwriter, producer David Zeldner, and then director, screenwriter, pro- director and producer Nathan Zeldner. I, is it? Do you have to structure that that way? I think you know, you... none of them have good structuring of these things, but this is the this is the 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 form of this list that makes it easiest to tell who directed the movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of the ones I have seen. Um, Which I suppose that is the information I'm generally most interested in. Has anyone seen Damsel? Yeah, I saw Damsel. Uh, they one of them was there. This was at the Maryland Film Festival. That's what was their um movie's okay. Was Kid Fun? Is that what it was called? Their other early one. I, no I saw Kim. Um, Kid Thing. Excuse me. Mm. Uh, which was. That was right before Kamiko. Mm. I didn't know that they worked on the curse. Whoa! Yeah, they yeah, directed, they directed most like of it. half of it. That's yeah. awesome. Maybe I'll get back that to that yet. someday. <laughs> I I don't know. It's well, we can. Oh, well, I was gonna say we can do an episode on it, but no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sue Bird in the clutch. Yeah, there's a couple of these right in a row. There's, there's this Sue Bird dunk, <laughs> and then there's uh, a Christopher Reeve documentary. And then Thelma, oh, when ninety-three-year-old yeah. Thelma Post gets duped huge. by a phone scammer, pretending to be her grandson, she sets out on a treacherous quest across the city to reclaim what was taken for, from her. This cast, starring who else but Joan Squibb alongside Joan Squibb, jo- oh, June Squibb, <laughs> alongside <Jesse>. who else. <laughs> But the wickedly talented <laughs> Joan Squibb. Alongside Fred Heckinger, Richard Roundtree, Parker Posey, Clark Gregg, Malcolm McDowell. You know, oh. I saw, I, I, did, I hadn't looked at most of this list before we got on, uh, but I did see, like, the Twitter thumbnail, like, here's this new June Squibb uh-huh. movie. And I saw, I was like, holy shit, Brady Corbet's in this movie. <laughs> And then now I'm like, oh, it's Fred Hedinger. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who this guy directed and wrote it. Josh Morgolin is, but he seems to have a lot of phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. Parker Posey and Clark Gregg. What a, yeah. There's what a, what the what a, uh, Will Ferrell documentary. Yeah, about <laughs> his close friend uh, of a very long time who recently came out as a trans woman. Uh, and they go on a road trip. And I hope that she got a lot of latitude as to how that story is told. From, yeah, of course, the director of Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar and Strays. Yeah. But it is just a doc, right? Yeah, just I a doc. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, it's Will Ferrell as yep. himself and his friend as herself. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, uh, big finale alphabetically for premieres Susanna Fogel's new film she's back winner yep she's back we've been waiting for so long for her to reteam with Amelia Jones uh from Cat Person a film that you can all see it's uh, yeah breaking news it is available now (laughs) yeah (laughs) on Hoopla and nowhere else (laughs) but of course (laughs) If you have a library card, yep. you can watch Cat Person yeah. in SDs. Uh, some, in, when you have some a library some library card. systems. <laughs> in some library yeah, systems. probably fewer than have Canopy at this point is my impression. I guess. Maybe it's maybe, slightly, maybe. Seems like slightly more reasonably priced for them, maybe. though. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Again, it is only available. Things are only available in standard definition. On yes, the, uh, that's also <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's another reality winner movie. Yeah, they chose the they they had to go with the other title because yep. reality was taken. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So she's it's about winner. Yeah. yeah, winner winner chicken dinner. Yeah, reality was pretty good. I like that movie. I gotta see it. It's good. Josh Hamilton's so good. Sure, this one seems like it's a more traditional take on telling the story of someone. Yes. Uh, uh who is a whistleblower? Uh, Connie Britton's in it. Zach Galifianakis. Those Catherine. are parents. Newton's yep. the sister. Danny Ramirez. Yeah. We got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's here. All right. The midnight section. Uh, 
couple of big things in here, both from A24. Uh, we've got sure. Jane Schoenbrunn's new movie. I saw mm-hmm. the TV Glow, also right. starring Justin Smith, as well as Bridget Lundy-Payne. Helena Howard's in it. Fred Durst, Daniel Deadweiler. I know we've talked about this. I, I think when it was in, I believe Connor O'Malley's also in it, but right. uh, it doesn't seem yeah. to have made the cast list here. We'll see Produced if he's in Emma it. Produced by Emma Stone and Dave McCary. Yeah, they've they did the they they've got a pre- they did the Eisenberg movie. They're on that too. Uh, yeah, they they be producing. They're, yeah, they they're set up at A twenty four. I think they've got the Kyle Mooney movie coming. Which ah, well he's from <laughs> sure he's yeah he's, right. I mean obviously, but uh, he's married to the yeah, right, yeah. um, do 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 uh, what else do we got? And then Love Lies Bleeding is the Rose other Lies, yeah. uh yeah the other. A twenty four movie Rose. I I it, this didn't sound like it was gonna be a, a horror movie, but I guess is at least very genre uh, about a a bodybuilder played by Katie O'Brien and her girlfriend played by Kristen Stewart. Uh, Ed Harris also in it. Dave Franco, Jenna Malone, Malone again. again. Uh, there's also a Nick Frost, Alicia Silverstone <laughs> yeah, joint, and our favorite Kevin Connolly. Of e course, right from Recreating the famous the, Frank the, the, E debacle. <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh-huh. he's gonna recreate the uh, the Sundance episode of Entourage we all watched. That's about so years true. Ago. <laughs> Where he hooks up with the girl in a hot tub with Vince. Right, mm-hmm. and then they 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 end up being able to go skiing at the end. I was gonna minute, say, right? do you like, think it's gonna too, to do you skiing? think it's too late for us to figure out us all going to Sundance and skiing with Kevin Connolly? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I will never ski. Well, that's probably I'm probably never gonna ski either. Would you snowboard? No. Oh, any <laughs> snowboards. <laughs> What about excuse uh, me? What about the excuse. other ones? <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Do you want to move yeah. on to the episodic section? Yeah. All right. Uh, sure. There's a couple a uh, couple of big directors in here. Deborah uh, I Deborah Granick. I it says they're screening two episodes. I don't know if she. Did the whole thing, or just those two, or some other subset? But uh, s- two of six episodes, uh, Con Body versus Everybody, a documentary about uh, a uh, Cost Marte, uh, a gym inspired by workouts he developed while in prison. Uh, interesting. Uh, the other two. Uh, or two of the other ones are more just like big poppy subject, uh, time a Tammy mm-hmm. Faye thing and a Lollapalooza documentary. Uh, the, yeah, the Tammy Faye thing is uh, produced by Elton John, who is has has written a musical about Tammy Faye that like played Whoa. London and is coming to Broadway. So apparently he's all in on Tammy Faye. Maybe he, he saw uh-huh. the movie. And... He yeah, he was well, jealous that, that the movie. That <laughs> is the last sentence of this uh, little bit is how did we get the story so wrong? Whoa. Um and then this docu uh this is three out of I don't know if it's all three I it looks like it's maybe all three episodes of a it says a non-sequential anthology series. That's kind of the point of an anthology series, I feel yeah. like. Sure. Um, I think but they just they... don't want to scare people off so that they, like... Sure, they, they want people to feel one, like it's like... okay to only watch the Richard Linklater one. Um, right. This is based on a book called God Save Texas, and it seems like it's just three different stories about Texas. Uh, Linklater's right. being t- uh, subtitled hometown prison and is about uh the city that is his hometown uh that is known as prison city uh so you know it's link later and Hmm? uh he he wrote the freaking going clear going clear yes oh sure the looming tower i could be wrong that Uh sounds right yeah and alex alex gibney's yeah he's a pretty he's an ep on this yeah um yeah, Linklater. 
Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I was going to say Linklater also, uh, Hitman, I guess we'll get to, is in uh, in the spotlight section, which is so funny. That one's not going to – I think there's a couple that will be. That one's not going to be online. It's so funny to just be like, we're having his Netflix movie, but we're not going to put it online. Yeah. Uh, it'll be online. Uh, may, you know, may, I spring? guess this is probably – not that they were going to hold on to it for a super long time, but I would imagine this is a – a signal it'll be out within the first out. few months of I the thought, year. Yeah, Q1 for I guess, sure. Yeah, I, I guess it may be just been me misremembering something, but I thought when they bought it, it was with, it got announced with like, it'll come out like in April or like sure. it, it'll, it, it's, it's like an early in the year thing. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. It is, yeah, TBD how theatrical the, the rollout's going to be. They were, they were, they were talking big at the time, but we'll see. Uh-huh. Um, I'll pick a little bone about this episodic pilot showcase. This is three pilots. Uh, one of them is a, a Spanish production that, uh, Cecilia Roth is an actor I've heard of, but that, that's like, uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head, know these director writers. The other two, one of them is co-written by Rob McElhaney. The other one is written by Mark Duplass and Mel Eslin, who did, uh... Mel Eslin directed that movie, I think had been a producer for the Duplass Brothers and then directed that movie Biosphere. Why right. do they need to be in the episodic pilot yeah. showcase at shot. Sundance? What what, who, what the fuck is anyone getting break. out of this? Um, it's legitimacy. It's so they can be right. like, we premiered at Sundance. I, yeah. And then they can sell it because I meant they can unsold. fucking sell their shit. I know. I mean, anyway. I agree. I think. I mean, Duplass and all right, Michelin Yeah, have, I think it is sure. also just like it is generally hard to produce a pilot without anything. Like sure, like sure. even harder than like making an independent film. Like making a pilot sure is like yeah harder. I think yeah. But, all right, and yeah. you know, I mean, not excusing it, but just you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another one that it looks like another documentary series about a cult. Yeah. Um, along with Hitman, we've got How to Have Sex. Uh, another gonna be another early year release. I think the movie's already announced. That's coming out in February. Uh, and The Mother of All Lies is a documentary that I think is the Moroccan Oscar submission, but I haven't heard anything about a uh, qualifying release that. Uh, it was at TIFF. I didn't catch it there, though. Kind of later on, started hearing that it was really good. Had been it on certain regard. That's one that is going to be online. I I'm hoping to catch up with that soon. Uh, documentary. Uh, yeah. Um, I kind of skipped over the family movies. There's only two of them this year. Is there anything yeah. to say about them? Michael Chernis is in one of them. Hey. We love Michael Chernis. Bill Nye yeah. in, in Zane Malik is in the other one. Uh huh. Sophia Canada is so good in Janet Planet. Um, she's the real like, whoa. Uh, all the performances are good, but uh, and then yeah, another another film co-directed by Jesse Moss, of course, of Boys and Girls State. Similar sounding film, perhaps titled. War game in which a bipartisan group of U.S. defense, intelligence, and elected policymakers spanning five presidential administrations participate in an unscripted roleplay exercise in which they confront a political coup backed by the rogue members of the U.S. military in the wake of a contested presidential election. This is the Single special screening of the festival, too special to be alongside anything else. Yeah, this is, I, it's very funny that they're putting it here. It's like, this is too hot to handle. I don't know if we're allowed to show this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might lock us up and throw it away. <laughs> Secret screening. Um, And then the New Frontier section, which I, I think I said last year, I was excited uh they had those three movies that uh you know one of them last things we love gush is also quite good uh they did not 
really stick with showing movies, except for sort of. So one of them, one of them, there are things about it that sound interesting. Uh, I don't know this artist, Rashad Newsom. It's titled Being the Digital Griot. Uh, citing a number of interesting, uh, interesting theorists, uh, but, uh, it's another AI thing. I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, I mean, it says it, it is, it, it is like an experience that is being generated f- from the works of those theorists. Like it right. is taking those theorists' work as yeah. a basis for AI uh, bullshit. At least two of whom who are listed here are not currently alive and so i don't know who was uh if it was a state or but yeah uh and then uh this other one does sound interesting it is that this one is a very very fitting uh experimental form is it is it is a film about uh brian eno and his process that is itself generative and will apparently be different every time it's shown which that is uh i have like done uh work i I, he comes up a lot when you're researching like generative art uh and i have found that and he has written interesting stuff about that, and a lot of his solo stuff is, like, uh, some of it, I think, very interesting. Some of it is, like, he had, like, a an app where you, like, drew little things and it made noises that's fine. Uh, but this, you know, makes sense. I don't, I don't know if it'll be interesting, we'll be but... No, not neither of these say they're gonna be online. I don't. Yeah, they might. I be imagine like, it'd be difficult. They don't have yeah, like a server capacity. Yeah, so like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like closer to experiences than they're like movies. Right. Really. I mean, so, yeah. So I yeah. don't. I don't know Every, what the reports of laptops exploding all over the country as they try to access the Sundance <laughs> New Frontier lineup. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> just like, you know. You know, I've been yeah. I've been generating some stuff on my laptop. I'll see if they'll let me uh, yeah. run Eno. <laughs> uh, yeah, directed by Gary Huswit, which it seems his most known movie is Helvetica. Blackberry like is what movie. I was thinking of, where they uh, when the computers the servers crashed or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, that's the Sundance um. lineup. Yeah, they did, um, you know, in their, like, press release or whatever, they did mention it's, I believe, 40% first-time directors um, across the whole kit and caboodle. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, 11 of them were supported by the Sundance Institute. Uh, 85% world premieres, or, sorry, 94% world premieres, 85 of the 90 feature films. Mm-hmm. You think in order um, to, uh, up that number of first-time directors, they went to A24 and were like, can we just delete when you were finished saving the world? Can we get rid of that? You don't need it, right? <laughs> I mean, that was a Sundance movie, so. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was like a. Yeah, they're like, let's get a do-over on that one. That one didn't really register. Um, soundtrack on that movie. Can't talk about that movie. Yeah, we could just be done. Uh, (laughs) I did want to mention, I guess, Oh, yeah, Slam Dance, yes. Um, uh, I'm pulling up their press release right now. Give me a second. Thank God you were ready. To... <laughs> I was trying to get ready, but then I didn't. Bless you, Taz, Andy. Closing the Sundance website. <laughs> there we go. All right, Slam Dance announces 2024 lineup, the most ever showcased to date. Um. Yeah, so they've got, uh, let's see, it looks like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 narrative features, I think, and 10 documentaries. Uh, or, no, 1, 2, 3, 4, <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe eight don't cannot, you cannot keep counting. I'm done counting. Ten, ten narrative features, eight documentaries. Um, oh, they were <laughs> and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten fingers. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Andy, um, Andy, you need to edit the sound of an abacus into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put on a green visor. <laughs> And he's changing the receipt paper on his calculator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got. Um, All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> African, African Giants, uh, directed by uh, Omar S. Kamara. Uh, two first-generation Sierra Leonean American brothers navigate the changing dynamics of brotherhood after the surprise announcement. Um, all I've gotten then some. Uh, Brando with the glass eye. That's a, a fun uh, title. Mm-hmm. A talented method Good actor. It's a heist that goes wrong. He befriends the critically injured victim and tries to reconcile his guilt before his one-shop scholarship audition in New York. It's like a bunch of Greek people in this one. A lot of very Greek names involved with this one. It's, it's a, I'm you're not thinking at the you're production. You're just taking just a like, shot in the dark on that one. I'm hearing Andy go like saying like Brando with a glass eye or whatever. I have no idea what is and isn't a movie. Everything could be a title. He's just saying probably. Yeah, whole whole lot of Greek people is definitely yeah, the I was title. Like, is this? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think he's gonna do a run-on sentence, and we have, we have to determine what the title of the movie is. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. Oh my god, this list is available to all of you as well. If you want, hey, I don't have time to count the list, Andy. <laughs> yeah, we literally nah. have our, our handle on quantity. Yeah, yeah. We don't even focus on any. We do want to be clear at... that any disrespect in this segment is directed exclusively at Andy. We, yeah, we have, right. we like yeah. what they. They're doing Sun over at Slam Dance. They, the whole That's thing right. is available. $50 for the whole program. Yes. Uh, there's okay. maybe like a few special screenings because they We're do. We're only making fun of Andy because he decided to try. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And they had some great movies last year. Yeah. My third favorite movie of the year still was the movie that I watched from Slam Dance online. Know. Sure. No, no disrespect. Absolutely no disrespect to Slam Dance. So a good no, But Andy? But the nature, I mean, even more than Sundance, the nature of Slam Dance is like a bunch of stuff where you're yes. like, I don't know. Like, absolutely. I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so, so there's nothing to do but count. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to create good talk about the George Lucas talk listeners. show. That's what you want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, fine. They have I am Connor. Uh, I'm George Lucas. Uh, a Connor Ratliff story, which is the uh, uh, world premiere of the of the documentary about the George Lucas talk show, um, which I am a Kickstarter How, did they, for. I guess. When did they start disclosure. filming this? Before uh, the, the pandemic, like pandemic started, yeah, it was like it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah, I think it was the like pandemic shift I, sort of became. Right, part of my the impression is that they were like wrapping it up in late 2019, wow, that's very and then yeah. they became a very different thing. Yeah, it yeah. was a big part of some of our lives for that's a right. long time, both in terms of the number of months but also in terms of sure. uh, consecutive Just time weekly hours yes like, yeah weekly yeah. hours sometimes days at a time that's right yeah i'm um, sure we will probably we'll, get some uh, coverage of that one in some way shape yes. or form i would imagine yes. we'll, uh, yeah. no hopefully promises, we will but... get one of the people involved Whoa. on this podcast as we have had them on before I, but, uh, that's right you know well, you know, obviously yeah, yeah. people might be busy, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, right. There's, you know, it is right. It's a, it's a slam dance lineup. There's lots of stuff from all over the place. Seems really cool. Seems like a lot of experimental stuff. Uh, check out the lineup. Find find some things and consider, like, yeah. If, if like, the whole, if, the, if all of the Sundance seems, like, intimidating and, like, you're like, oh, I don't know about the price tag and all that, like, investing in a slam dance experience, uh... 
is certainly uh, one way to have a have a, have a yeah a very absolutely. interesting January festival experience. Yeah, so, and like sure. the Sundance movies, you will be able you know they will sound more you'll exciting, them, yeah. but also you'll be able to see them for a normal amount of money at some point. Whereas these, you can pay less than a normal amount of money, and then may in the future just not be able to pay any amount of money to watch yeah, them. Right. So certainly, got, yeah. Unless there's like stuff at Sundance that you're like dying to see, this would be uh, the one. You know, you get the real festival experience from home. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You can play it how I played it last year, which is I watched like the three Sundance things I was kind of interested in, and then I just right. mostly watched Slam Dancing. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. And with the access, it is like easy to like click around and like try something out and then be like, oh, maybe not. This one's not for me and try something else. And. Yep. All that sort of, sort of thing. You're not as locked in as you are at Sundance. Yep. Special All presentations. Right. I'll go. Um, I uh, I finally caught up to the third season of Reservation Dogs. I finally finished it this week. Uh, it had been sort of... It, I think it premiered shortly before TIFF and then like all that sort of stuff like... It was it was a crazy time. It was not it was not an ideal weekly television uh, watching time for me, and I finally caught up with it. And I think it's just like it's such a tremendously special show. It's so uh, heartfelt and inventive, and like can do so many different like types of stories and episodes. And it's just one of the most well observed, uh, I think, uh, intergenerational works of art I've seen. Where it really is like. You are fully invent like the the main characters, the titular reservation dogs, are like young people, but it is really invested in the community around them and 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 the older generations around them in a way where it like features all these incredible actors like Zon McLaren and uh, West Studi and all these like you know incredible native actors. Um, and I think yeah, the whole series is a triumph. There's multiple episodes that like make made me cry. I think it's uh, if you're if you're looking for a TV show, it's a great one to check out. Reservation Dogs. It's on. Uh, Hulu through FX. I can go next. Uh, I've been uh, trying to write a little bit about music. Uh, look forward to seeing what I wrote soonish somewhere. Uh, maybe a Substack I will have to start to post Whoa. this. Uh, but. An album I came across recently, just trying to find stuff that came out this year, and I listened to it two days ago for the first time, and I've listened to it front to back like four times, because I think I really like it. I'm going to shout out the album Lucky For You by Bully. Bully is a, like, sort of like pop, rocky, indie rock uh, band by this uh, lady named Alicia Bognano. Uh, people who listen to this podcast might know of her work because she wrote some of the songs for Her Smell. Oh. Sure. So, uh, yeah, this is just really good. Days Move Slow, maybe the best song I've heard this year that came out this year. Just some great stuff. Jesse, do you have one? I can go. Uh, I have... I don't know. I've been up to all sorts of things. Oh, um... I find, oh, I'd kind of been looking around for a while for, like, there must be a bunch of Yola Tango bootlegs somewhere. They're for sure in the, like, genre of, like, they're doing a different set list every night. They, for a long time now, have been doing two sets where, like, one is uh, sort of more chill, acoustic-y, and then a very noisy set. And I finally found uh, nyctaper.com, uh has a bunch of them, uh, all from shows that they've done in New York. So, I've, you know, maybe there's more somewhere, but uh, that means a lot of their Hanukkah shows, which I haven't dug into many of yet. But, uh, I don't know, I've been listening to a run that they did at the Beacon Theater uh, in December in 2013, though not during Hanukkah. Uh, they're just, I, I love listening to a Yola Tango show. They're so good. Very good. I am in the midst of reading John Borman's book, Conclusions, which I sort of just bought on a whim through that 
Harvard Online Book Warehouse. They do their sales sometimes. Um, I don't know if I'm getting the, the website exactly right, but in any case, it was like I get a couple books, like four books for like $30. So I was like, yeah, I'll take this deal, you know, just see what looks interesting. And one of them was this, was this John Borman book. And I, like, did not know that it came out in 2020 and is, like, his final, like, here is every single, like, it's a career retrospective and also, like, his <coughs> thoughts on the entire, like, film industry and, like, here is, like, what it takes to be a good director and a good, like, cinematographer. It's, like, all about the light and all this stuff and just sort of, like, breaking down his philosophies on filmmaking and life in a very interesting way. And I just get to the part in the book. It's a very slight book and it's a very engaging read, but the end of it, or at least the part that I'm ending towards is, uh, where he's talking about all the trees in his residence and each section of the book, I'll hold it up and show you all is like, here's a poem about a tree. And then here's the picture of the tree. <laughs> and it's like all his Borman sketchings. And we've talked about Borman, um, Excalibur, and I must have brought up when I saw Emerald. Zardoz. Emerald, what's Emerald it Forest, of course. Yeah, um, that's a good movie. Yeah, he's 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 really good. He's one of my favorites, and reading this has just been great. Uh, a very similar experience in a way to uh, the Pigeon Tunnel, which is also like does the autobiography biography and the career retrospect, like the both both parts mm. of it. Uh, the De Palma sort of thing but yeah i like the tree that's good that's a good thing yeah to do. there's th that's a big section it's just like mm -hmm. here's all these trees <laughs> and he's a, he's a very a, a very smart guy mm -hmm. um can i do a little bonus one i just realized Whoa. i wanted to to mention something mm -hmm. just which is just the fact that um uh as we're recording today norman lear uh, his death was announced and I think, like, of, like, he's just, like, a guy who I think, like, would be on the Mount Rushmore of, like, American culture. And, like, I have not, I'm far, far from, like, an expert or, like, a, like, someone who's, it, like, even scratched the surface of all of his work. But I've always found every time I've even watched just, like, a random episode of, like, one of his shows, like, All in the Family or something like that. Like, it's incredibly rewarding and interesting and, like, really shows the, shows what uh, television can be. And also, like, is accessible in that form where you, if you just pick a random one. Uh, you will often find something surprising and you like won't be lost. So I would encourage folks to, to, to seek out something that Norman Lear had a hand in, in producing because a lot of it's out there and a lot of it is uh, well worth your time. All right. Join us next week when we'll be deciding who the other three giant heads on the Mount Rushmore of American <laughs> culture are. And with I have that... Pitches. I have pitches. <laughs> no, you got your pick. Now each of us gets Yeah, we all get one. Oh, no. Oh, no. With that, I will release our audience. Bye. 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 Oh, why did I leave the meeting? You idiot. <laughs>